We made it. We're here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. We're here downtown Toronto reporting live. Today, the High Button Podcast is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. It is playoff time. That's why we're here in Toronto. You think you know who's headed towards the championship? Okay, get into hockey and basketball playoffs with the latest offer from ProLine, and you can earn up to $50 per week in parlay tokens right now until May 28th, 2023. Every wager of $10 or more on a parlay of three or more basketball or hockey picks earn you $10 parlay tokens. A total of five tokens can be earned each week. Tokens must be used on a parlay of three or more picks and will expire by June 30th. Okay, bet at ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Let me just walk you through the past 24 hours um, in the high-button sports world. Myself, Justin Belanger, finished finished excuse me a basketball tournament last night uh, in Halifax. Scrambled to get everything packed away to come to Toronto this morning. Dudes was working a dance competition for like four days straight. Finally finished up late Sunday night. Had to wake up early Monday morning to catch the flight to Toronto. Can't even talk here. Um, and we're here in Toronto to to do some work, to catch a Leafs game. Um, we just landed in the city of Toronto, so we don't even know what the energy is like yet. We can't feel it. We don't know if there's nervous energy. We don't know if people are looking forward to playoffs. We don't know what the hell's going on. We just got here. We're fresh. And we have Kyle Bukowskis coming on the podcast. If you've been living under under a rock for the past five, six, seven years and you don't know who Kyle Bukowskis is, maybe just turn the TV on this Saturday night or any single day of the week when there's a hockey game on and you'll see a perfect hairdo, and that's Kyle. Um, I've met Kyle uh, three months ago at the Bell Centre over in Montreal. Uh, he was working uh, a gig, as he usually does, every single day of the week. Well, not every, I'm sure they give him some time off, but... The guy is busy. The guy is, if I could describe Kyle in one word, I've only met him once, but it would just probably be professionalism. Every time I see him on TV, he is professional. He has a great inside scoop. He keeps it short, and he knows how to give the audience at home an inside look as they sit on their couch. And that's something I I, I admire because getting a point across in a short amount of time is tough. Hence, that's why I do a podcast. I need an hour to get a point across. But Kyle, uh, Kyle has his job down to a T, a young professional, and his career is only going up and up and up. He took time out of his day, very busy day, because the Leafs practice today. I'm pretty sure he's coming to the hotel right from the Leafs practice. Um, and he's going he's gonna to sit down and talk to us, talk to us about the city of Toronto and the energy, like I said, that's going on with the playoffs and everything. I want to talk to him about his career, how it started. He's so young and he's so... Uh, 
you know, he, he, he's just, he has a really bright future. If not, he already has a bright career. So I'm just really excited to talk to him, maybe get some secrets of the trade. Um, and yeah, chop it up. So without further ado, this is the High Button Podcast. We're talking to Kyle Bukowskis. I'm Justin Belanger. Here we go. You know what comes next. When we're ready there, we're going. Kyle, how are you? Welcome to the podcast, This sir. is a big honor here. I mean, I've watched a number of your episodes. Um, we've been in touch over the last little while here. You've helped me out on a couple of things. So this is a treat, man. Good to see you. Well, thank you for joining. I appreciate it. Happy to be here in Toronto. And uh, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate it. Seeing you on TV, then having you right here in front of me, it's always, uh, it's always a wall. Bit of a, a letdown? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Bit of a letdown? No. Yeah. God, are you kidding me? The hair still looks great. You're, you're killing it. Oh, you're probably... Geez, oh. How do you feel right now? Do you feel you're getting ready for the busy time of year? But then I yeah. think... You're busy always. So is right. anything changing for you or is it just another, another no, day? That's 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 the, the beauty of it. Like you try not to allow the whole feeling of playoffs like consume you too much just on, on our end because obviously everything feels bigger as well in terms of our shows and um, just the production of it all. This the emotion that you want to capture of each game um, from a television standpoint, um, but for me, try to not get caught up in it too much because then you think it's it's way bigger than it actually is, and um, that can kind of lead to some some trouble that way. But yeah, it's funny, like you know, you know, it's been a long year already, and so there's a bit of fatigue that goes along with that. But you try not to, like, you can't let your mind go there right now because you're going. This is just the start of what potentially could be two months of the 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 most exhausting time of the the season so if you're thinking already now like man i'm tired it's been a long year a lot of travel then the next two months could be you know really really challenging do you, do you when you're in those moments of when you're tired do you think about how i don't want to say fortunate you are but you're in a position that a lot of people wish they could be and do you when you're yeah. at those moments of being tired do you go kyle shut up you're you're here you're living your dream let's enjoy this and keep working hard. Do you, do you have those conversations with yourself? Yeah. Yeah. No question. And I mean, it's just like, it's, it's human nature where just over time, as I say, like the travel, um, time in the airports, you're away from home, different hotels, different beds, like just, and I, I say it every year, like you get to the end of a Stanley Cup final. I've been incredibly fortunate the last few years to see it right from, you know, round one all the way to when the, the big trophies handed out. Um, and how, as I say, like exhausted I feel and like, God, I'm not even playing. Like I'm just, I'm talking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but just the accumulation of how much time and, uh, energy is is dedicated to it like it's like it, it does kind of add up after a while so I'm like I don't know how these guys play uh, every other day for for two months after doing 82 games before it um, so that's that's where certainly the perspective of like look like you just you look around before each game and just that you notice it you'll notice it right away uh, here in Toronto like it's just it's a different feel like there's more people kind of around the rink earlier, you know, like I usually get to the rink for a seven o'clock game, four fifteen, four thirty, And there's a couple people kind of hanging around, will call and stuff out front of uh, Scotiabank arena here, but it's just more of a, uh, a vibe beforehand. There's more people around in their Leafs jerseys, in their Tampa jerseys, whatever it may be. You've got, you know, the uh, Maple Leaf square set up. It just is a different feel walking in. Like, it's like, all right, this is, this is cool. Like, this is the most exciting time of year. And yeah, it's always like, there's that in the back of the mind where, yeah, you know, it's, it's tiring, the travel, all of it, but 
um, what keeps you coming back is just the excitement of, okay, what are we going to see here tonight? And, you know, how lucky are we that we get to have a, you know, a, a firsthand account of it. Good stuff. Well, you know, when you say like, what keeps you going, what got you started? Where did you grow up? Ottawa? Yeah. Or no, actually I grew up Vancouver Island. You grew up in Vancouver Island? Yeah, West Coast. Yeah. Okay. I lived there for a bit. My dad was in the military and oh, okay. he lived there for a bit. Esquimalt? Yeah. All right. Yeah. There you go. Um, but how did you know, you know, you're, you're a young guy. How did you know yeah. that this was your career path? What came natural to you at first? I, good question. Like, I mean, obviously I had the, the love of, of hockey growing up cause I, I played it, um, primarily along with a couple other sports. So like just the athletic side of things was, was a big interest for me. Um, and for a while there growing up, like I wanted to be an actor. Like I loved Jim Carrey and Will yeah. Ferrell, just that, that type of things. Like I, I just, that, that was, I loved making people laugh. Um, still do. I'm just not very good at it. And, uh, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's, there's hope. Yeah. 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 Sports net. No, we're going somewhere else. There That's you right. go. <laughs> um, but then you know, honestly, like, so then it was every morning before school, whether it was, you know, watching Jane Dan on TSN or um, we had a guy out in our neck of the woods in uh, the BC region, Don Taylor, that did highlights for, for sports net back in the day. And uh, I mean, he was still is a legend out there. Um, just with the way he read highlights, the the humor, the entertainment side of things. So just watching um, those shows every morning, it kind of was like, wow, like that just seemed like the most cool job in the world. Like they get to talk about sports, they get to have fun on the air, they try to make people laugh. There's a entertainment creative side to it as well. So that's initially when I went to school for this was what I wanted to do was to sit on a, an anchor desk and, and to read highlights. And then I just fell into what I'm doing now, working ringside and, and traveling around to actually being on site for all the, all the games. Like I never, especially the hockey night in Canada, like I never had, I never thought like, Oh wow, I would love to work for hockey night in Canada before, not because I didn't want to, but because I just thought like that was like those, that's where the pros are. Right. Like I thought I just never, thought in my mind that this would be a, a possibility so it's uh yeah I, i'm i'm so grateful that I, i'd be able to be a small part of it every saturday um and uh it's just so far from what i even when i thought because I, I wasn't afraid to kind of think big when i first got into it like i knew i wanted to get to toronto or you know where be where the the hub was for for sports in this country in terms of you know the big networks where they're stationed out of um but yeah, this where I'm doing now. It was never a thought early on, not until I actually got here. It was like, holy smokes, this is completely beyond what I could have imagined. Was there an intimidation factor coming to a big city? Not that Vancouver <laughs> Island's not a big city, but like Toronto and these bigger markets. Was there a right. little bit of a whoa? We're here. Yeah. I, well, it's funny. Like I, I so I grew up in Campbell River, a uh, town of about thirty. I think it was about thirty thousand when I was growing up. Probably closer to thirty-five now. Um, but it was always a big deal, like getting to go drive down, get on the ferry, and go into like Vancouver. And I was so fascinated by like the big skyscrapers as a kid. Like I loved just seeing that coming over the Lionsgate Bridge. And there's kind of the skyline of, of downtown Vancouver and all the big buildings. It was so neat. Um, so there was never like a feeling of, oh man, like it just, I feel uh, too overwhelmed by being in a, in a big city, but certainly the intimidation factor, like going covering a lease practice for the first time. And there's um, sports writers that have been doing it for so long, reporters uh, on the radio or television side that I grew up watching or, or listening to. Now you're like shoulder to shoulder with yeah. everyone trying to get the best story each day. Um, yeah, like there was a lot of 
you know, even early on, like just having the courage to ask a question in a scrum where it's like, well, I don't, maybe that's a dumb question. I don't know if I want to ask it. Right. Like there was a lot of that that went on early, uh, in those early days of like, just having that belief in yourself to just like, no, you're okay. Like you, you're, you cover this, you, you work hard at kind of knowing what's, what's going on. Like just, just trust yourself. But I mean, it's certainly in those moments, a lot easier said than done when I first got going. How do you think you gain respect in an industry like yours, especially in a, a market like the Canadian NHL market? How do you how do you think you gain respect from other peers? Uh, good. I probably just I think, you know, for those that have been around, like they they see, um, you know, who puts the work in, um, who's digging into trying to find different stories, and you know, the way I I go about things certainly is is different when I'm trying to gather uh, content for on a broadcast, um, then, you know, a Mark Masters may for their six o'clock sports center or, um, you know, Sean McKenzie doing stuff, uh, for even as, as his role, right? Like mm-hmm. we just, you're, we're similar roles, but you know, maybe our, our just our, the way we approach things are, are different. Um, and so, but I think those that are around every day, I think it's, you know, you know, who's, who's in it, um, in terms of the, the work that they, they put in, um, they show up, they ask questions. Um, and I think, you know, if you're someone that, uh, comes from that as like your base and you're someone that, uh, can get along with others that, again, I just think, um, when I first got going, certainly on the, the NHL broadcast side of things, like as much as I felt I was ready in the moment, you know, like looking back years later, you go, man, I, I don't know if I really was ready, but I got the opportunity and I made a ton of mistakes along the way and still do now, but I don't think it, it was never from a lack of, of preparation or, or care. Right. Yeah. So I think even though I was young and inexperienced, um, you know, I believe those around me were willing to help me work through those kind of growing pains because they knew I was going to put in the effort to, to try to get better. Right. It just, the fact of, not doing it enough yet that there was going to be some some stumbles um but if it kept coming back on all right let's try to be better than we were the show before um i think that goes a long way to to kind of earn and earn respect in the long run can you give me an example of a mistake because when i'm watching you on tv like not this might sound bad but i'm always just seeing if you'll hiccup and you don't it's oh, weird well, like cause I, I, cause I do trust I, me i've watched you for years and i go he's gonna he'll, he'll stutter one day and i'm gonna be there watching not that i'm hoping for your failure but it's <laughs> yeah. just amazing i don't know i'm kind of getting it, the sense here that no you're, you're it's just it's amazing how <laughs> i guess it, it's just from everything you're the, the 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 i said on the intro the one word to describe you in my mind is professionalism and i just never i never see a false note so like what's an example of a screw-up in your mind all right well first off i appreciate that but yeah certainly stumbling on the air kind of forgetting where i am like in terms of the points i want to make yeah um not physically where i am i you know i know where i am when we're, well i mean you never like you're yeah. toronto you know yeah, one yeah, day exactly. you just, uh, yeah, yeah there are those few mornings yeah, yeah. when you wake up and you're like where am i and you're going yeah. okay what am i gonna <laughs> see when i open my eyes here where am i again um but i it just mean more so from yeah like you, you lose your place or there's a point you want to hit that um, you know, that I, that I don't just cause whatever it goes, the gears lock up in your brain and it just doesn't come out the, the way you want it. You know, maybe an interview, um, there's a question that you feel as soon as you're done, you're like, Oh, I should have asked that. Yeah. Or, you know, or that was a, a dumb question. Didn't need to ask that there just little things like, like that. And so, I mean, it, it helps you get better if you're constantly, you know, self critiquing and kind of knowing, okay, like that was, that was good. Do you go um, back and watch yourself? I, I don't often, yeah. um, 
a producer we had here for a long time, uh, Shirley Najak, he works now just on the, the Olympic side with CBC, but him and I worked together um, quite regularly for four or five seasons. Um, he would be in the truck on Saturdays and we'd do playoffs together as well. And, and he's been my greatest influence and, and mentor along the way here. Um, but we used to, like at the start of the year, we'd sit down, I'd come into his office in September and we'd sit down and he'd have like a whole bunch of clips of different hits and stories that we did throughout the previous year. Mm. And we would go through and kind of go, okay, what worked, what didn't. And then once we got through that, it was like, okay, that year's done. And now fresh start for, for the new season. I, I really enjoyed that. It's just as a way to kind of remember what you did the year previous and kind of get your mind right for, okay, how do we be better than that the next season? Cool. Yeah. Like, so when, let's say like, you know, not, I was going to say hypothetically, but no, it actually happens when Ron McLean goes, all right, Kyle over to you. And you give your two cents. Are yeah. you given like an assignment or are you giving the, do you have the permission to go find out whatever story you want to find? Or does someone go, Kyle, go find this story. It, it depends. Like yeah. I feel it's, it's, um, very, you know, I, I try to make it as collaborative as, as possible. Okay. Like, I mean, it, depending on which show we're working on, it could be a different producer, but we're always in contact, whether it's the day before or the morning of at the skates of, okay, you know, what we have, whatever it'll be, 45 seconds um, in that slot. What what are we going to talk about? Like, what's the, the important stories? And so that's, and honestly, Justin, like that's the one that I will lose, not necessarily lose sleep, but like I just, that's the one that causes most angst in me is that that little window right before the game, whether it's, you know, Ron throwing to me there or like you come on after the players hit the ice and you've got 45 seconds before the national anthem goes like your final, we just call it like the commercial for the game, right? Like if you're going to sell the audience on why you should watch this game tonight, like what are you going to talk about to try to hit the right notes? And so it's always that balance of, do you just like, you want to respect just your core hockey audience that want to know just the hockey stuff that's going on, but also can you weave in something else that, um, you know, the line we'd have was always just like, give them something to remember there, you know? Um, so what kind of ways creatively can we try to tie some things together? And, and again, going back to just some mistakes, sometimes you come up with something that works, sometimes it falls flat and, and you move on. Um, but at least you went through that, that process. So there's always just that feeling in the back of my head of a, what are we missing? And B, you know, what feels right here, right? Cause sometimes you just, you can feel in the building, there's a little more tension than normal. So, okay, this isn't the time to kind of be more fun, lighthearted. You got to be a little more, whatever the, like a, just a different tone of things. So, um, yeah, that's the, the, that little window there, that, that hit right before the game, yeah. um, is the one that uh that can keep my mind going uh much longer than and much more crazy than i would like it to be at times well i might stump you with this one but what's the mood right now before a leafs playoff broadcast how do you can't be funny no one's laughing right right but at the same time you can't jinx any like there's just a lot of emotions in this city like what's your mood going to be tomorrow night yeah exactly i think uh, it's a good one that you you still got to spend the rest of it could be right up until we're on the air wrapping up wrap my head around what the right approach is. Like you feel the energy in the rink, maybe feel a bit of that. Yeah. And then also, I mean the stuff about, you know, haven't won a playoff series since 2004, right? It's Tampa again. They lost in seven last year. Like everybody knows that, you know what I mean? So to come on and kind of remind the viewer of like you're the <laughs> Toronto team that hasn't done it. Like it's almost okay. Like that's been done a lot. We've all talked it over. We've known it's going to be Tampa since like December <laughs> that they were going to play in the first round. Um, do you zag there at some point and kind of mix it up 
I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Well, I yeah. wait and see. Yeah, and it's not because I'm trying to keep it a no, surprise. No, no. I just don't know yet. <laughs> no, like when I was saying on the intro too, like we landed and I, like you know we took the Uber over and I was just trying to get a sense of the city and yeah. I don't know, I just you, I just couldn't feel it. I couldn't pick it up. I guess tomorrow, we'll, when we get into the rink, we'll feel it out and we'll mm-hmm. go from there. I don't know if it's nervous energy. I don't know if everyone's anxious. I don't. I don't know. You're a Leafs fan. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. I guess. <laughs> right. I will say like, there's been you know <laughs> playoff years in the past where the crowd like it's still. It's very different from like Raptors crowds here. I don't know if you've ever been to a Raptors game here, but um, like certainly for Leaf games, certainly and during the regular season, like it's very corporate, right? Like you think about those that sit in the Platinums there. Um, they're not often in jerseys; they're in suits. And even come playoff time, the atmosphere does get a little better, but still not quite like the quintessential playoff. Like, oh my God, the places is jumping but last year i will say like it was it was a good crowd here against tampa um like it just there was there was more pop in in the crowd um hopefully it's the case again this year because just it's it's way more fun when that's the scene right yeah for sure i wanted to know the secret behind uh, i guess not a secret but how the on ice warm-up interviews work do you get the guy in the tunnel and say Matthews, can you come over to me five minutes before warmer? Like, how does it work? Or do you just wave a guy? Like, how, how do you schedule it, I guess, is my question. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so it's usually, it's it's always just communication with the the PR staff, oh. with the team. And so usually, whether it's the night before, and typically, the request will come from studio, right? Because they'll go, well, we want, because it, it's an interview that'll run during the pregame show leading up to the game. So the, uh, the production team running that show will go, okay, all right, we would like... Austin Matthews at, at the bench during warm-up. So, okay, request goes into PR, and typically the morning of the game, PR will see the player going, hey, Sportsnet would like to talk to you during the warm-up. And 99 times out of 100, the player is like, yeah, no problem, all no good. No way. So they'll go. 99 times out of 100. Yeah, like it's, it's I very, it's, less. It's rare. It's rare. Like there's some players I think that it's kind of known where, hey, they don't like doing warm-up interviews, so you just kind of stay away there altogether. Um, but by and large, um, the players are usually good about it. The only times where, yeah, we get the, the shutdown is if it's that case or, you know, maybe PR has gone back going, look, like this player has done pregame interviews the last three games, like we just need to give him a break or something like that. Then it's like, okay, no problem. Then you pivot. But usually as I say in the morning, you kind of know, all right, we've got this guy uh, during warmups tonight uh, for an interview. And then, yeah, by the time game time rolls around, you're on the bench before the warmups start and the player knows to, to come find you. Is, is there like a time mark? It's like, all right, 10 minute mark, we'll see you here. Or is it just, no, no, is it, it usually it depends on, on the players. Like some guys will come right out of the tunnel and just, come right to you, just get out of the way. Some guys want to take a few laps, feel the puck a little bit, and, and then come over. Some like to come a little more towards the, the end, but most are, are pretty early on just before you know they actually start getting into their warm-up drills where they're shooting on the goalie and the line rushes and all that. They like to get it done bef- before that gets started. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, I was in the hotel industry for a little bit, and staying at hotels, like – it kind of like the magic and the effect isn't really there for me because I, I know the behind the scenes. So I was wondering <laughs> yeah. if that, how do you feel about the game of hockey and the NHL? You're in the, you're in the tunnels. You see everything. Is the game of hockey at all, I don't want to say lessened for you, but is there a little bit of like maybe magic that disappeared knowing that you're there every day and you see it? Because have you been to a game in a while as a fan? Uh, you know, is, you know the question I'm trying to ask? Yeah. Actually, I, I, I did go to a game as a fan a, fan a few weeks ago um, in Calgary. I just I went to, to see my brother lives there and parents yeah, just yeah. happened to be in town. So so we went. He's a big Anaheim fan. So Anaheim was playing Calgary on a Sunday and we went. So it was the first time in a while I just sat in the crowd as, as a fan. And so um, which is, is neat to kind of remind yourself of what that experience is like. Because, again, yeah, I say we're so used to just 
you're not waiting in line for someone to scan your ticket. You come, there's a separate entrance. You've got, you know, I, I, most buildings I stand kind of right close to the, the glass during games. Like, yeah. you're not worried about, excuse me, sir, you're waiting, you know, for the next whistle so you can go and shimmy your way through the row to get to seat 13 or whatever <laughs> it is. Like, like, you know, it's, and that's, that's a great experience to take in the game too. But I wouldn't say the magic's gone because, yeah, you see some things behind the scenes, not all of it, right? Yeah. Like stuff in the dressing room with, that, that, that really, the real good stuff, you know, we're not privy to that, which I think is good. I think that needs to be left kind of between the players and, and those all directly involved um in those situations but um no i still i'm just always so blown away of the skill the speed of of the game um the momentum swings the unpredictability of it all um you know maybe it's not again like when i was growing up where you had a favorite team that like was your ride or die um that certainly changes but i'm still very much a fan of the the game and of of good stories and of of outcomes that maybe you didn't see coming like all that still Still, still yeah, blows me away. And especially at, at this time of year, you're just, you rarely does this thing end and you go, yeah, that's about how I thought it was going to go, right? <laughs> like that, that never happens. So it's all that saying, uh, yeah, there's, there's still a lot of magic here for me. That's great. No, it's good to hear that the, that the, it still gets you going. The magic's still there. And if you're involved with your job in it, you don't work a day in your life. Right. You right. Know, I just, mean, yeah, you're you, still a kid going to the rink. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes, you know, you'll catch, a kid with like his nose pressed up against the glass for warm up, and there's the sign saying, Hey, it's my first NHL game. And you're like, well, that means, you know, tonight means absolutely everything to, to that yeah. kid. Right. So, um, should certainly mean, mean a lot to me that I get to be here too. Um, what was your welcome to the NHL moment? <sighs> Good question. Um, no, I think I, welcome just like whoa i'm here moment yeah just like um i don't know like i think probably like the first time walking in to this building here like back when it was still called the air canada center because that was like the one building that you just saw on tv every saturday growing up um and for me being on the west coast like it just seemed like another planet away in toronto and so the first time walking in and seeing like the platinums and the golds, like the different colored seats that you'd see on TV um, in person for the first time was like, wow, like this is, this is where it all happened for me growing up watching games on Saturdays and hockey night in Canada. Um, so that, I remember that taking that in the first time was just, you know, standing kind of at the top of the 100 level and looking around, there was nobody, nothing going on in the building, but that was like a pretty neat, like, yeah, I never thought I'd, I'd end up here and, and here we are. That's great. So for morning practice, what's the goal? Like when you're at the rink, first thing, like what what's the goal of of the morning skate for a reporter like you? Um, yeah, if if if, if it's the morning skate of, of our, we got to broadcast that night. Like usually, there's there's a couple of things on my list that I may want to ask a guy or, or two about, just about little nuggets or, or stories I'm thinking about for for potentially telling during the the broadcast. So trying to get the guys, you know, just to the side and and ask them a few. Obviously, you want to know lineup wise, especially now playoff time. Like it's so much. It's, it's so much more heightened in terms of who's playing, who's not, someone banged up, someone missed the skate, like what's what's going on. So I think being on top of that lineup wise is is key. And then also, as I say, like, you know, depending on on the week or the, the game, having uh, trying to catch up with uh, whether it's a couple of players or a coach, just about maybe something that I I'm curious about for for some storytelling. Do you, do you have a pregame ritual? 
Like, do you nap before? No, I don't. There was my first year. I I used to try to do a bit of a a nap, like it, you know, even 20 minutes or something. Um, But now I find like there's just because I'll go to the skate, meet with the producer, kind of go, okay, we've got our list in terms of things potentially we may use during the during the show. And then I, you know, back to the hotel and the next couple hours is just getting my notes ready. And then at that time, it's okay, time to get ready again clean up and, yeah. and come back for for the game um so no r- routines i mean i'll have um as i say like for d- most of the year here in toronto um and at least any place where i can walk from the hotel to to the arena like i've got kind of i'll have like a whatever playlist the same music that oh, i'll yeah. play um walking over what genre um oh it's all over the place yeah <laughs> okay. it's all over the place and it kind of they'll it'll change kind of from year to year or um even during the year, I may decide to, to shake it up. But I always end on uh, "Confident" by Demi Lovato. That's always the one that plays okay. as I'm as I'm walking in. That's just. I think we just found our it. ending song to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Great intro. Like yeah. it gets gets you fired up. And yeah, what's wrong with being confident? She's got a point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so when um, when when you do do you not take a nap because of nerves? I think and it, just, is it, just is time. It just, like I just feel just like time. I don't have okay. time to do it. And then also, yeah, like your your mind's kind of going, and you don't want it to kind of take a break from that yeah like i can't but you still have nervous energy you must like i before you came i'm of course not nervous but i'm like all right it's 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 go time do you still have that all right it's go time even if it's like a whole like a first game of the year just a random game totally on a wednesday totally absolutely yeah again it goes back to that feeling of like okay what are we missing like okay am i prepared am we ready okay yep um and just the unknown of what the night could could bring so uh yeah that's that's always there um which is a good thing uh, and I don't think that'll ever go away so long as, as I'm doing this. Yeah. Is, is there like, how much time are we at right now? Three years. When it comes to a, a career path like yourself, mm-hmm. w- what's the, the end goal? Or do you just look at it day by day when it comes to your career? Like, <laughs> Very do you want to like be that. the next Ron McLean? Do you want to? No, I, well, like, first of all, I don't, don't know, think anyone would be the next well, Ron McLean. I don't know. Like, like, he, is, he is in a, is in a cast of his own um league of his own so i i don't know like i yeah that's like the whole where do you see yourself in five years like yeah. I, I struggle with that question because really I, just, I don't well i just i don't know where the industry's going like it seems like it's so in flux right now um you know like it just no secret like the the national rights deal with the nhl is, is going to be up in in you know about four years here so what's everything going to look like what's the landscape going to look like when that time comes um obviously streaming's played more of a role we're seeing it you know with major league baseball nfl they're getting a share of that exactly like so yeah i won sports yeah exactly (laughs) we're streaming the leafs game yeah yeah that's right yeah (laughs) (laughs) just don't tell my bosses yeah yeah yeah. i won't Um, sorry about that yeah Yeah, i forgot (laughs) Forgot who we were talking to yeah Yeah. exactly um so with all that to to consider like I just I don't know what the what the landscape is going to look like I mean I, I certainly am not in any hurry to, to do anything different like I love being at the rink I love um, kind of reporting being there on site um, so yeah so so long as like lifestyle wise that still still fits with uh, what I want to do I'm happy to, to keep traveling so long as they'll let me good stuff did, did you just get engaged 
Just over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you? then, uh, yeah, wedding uh, this summer. Congrats. Yeah. I just yeah, got engaged this summer, so we're getting married next summer. Oh, congrats but to you. That, right. That's awesome. And yeah. I, I wanted to know about, uh, like, the relationship. Like, my fiance, like, I'm traveling now a bit, and I love yeah. her, but in order to grow this business, like, we got to travel a bit and see other parts of the country. I was wondering what it was like for, me, for your significant other. You're traveling. Like, how does that, like, work, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. She, it, she's cool with, like, you just going everywhere to, like, build your own brand and... Yeah, it just like, she's been yeah, Dana's been incredibly understanding and that you know the thing is um we lived we did long distance for like the first 5ish years of of our relationship okay. like there was a brief window where we were living together for a few months um and then had to had to go back to it so like call it I don't know a a, a good thing a, a you know a bad thing obviously it's not ideal to do long distance for for that long but at least we'd gone through it mm. um, where we were lucky to see each other, you know, every six weeks. Yeah. Um, Cause she was still going to school in, in Calgary. Like that's where we met. Um, and then I had moved out here. So she was still doing that. And then I'd moved to Montreal and just for her work, it didn't line up like um, working in Quebec. So she had to go back to Alberta again. So that was like the real hard one where it was like, okay, we thought we were past the whole long distance thing and then to go back to it. Um, but God, she's, for whatever reason decided to stick around and i'm i'm very grateful for it um so yeah and then so at least you got through that and um but it's still no question it's it's not not easy we don't have kids or anything um but i mean you you see the effect it can have on you know colleagues that that do because i mean you've got families you're you're missing stuff um and so it's just yeah it's 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 hard where especially this time of year where you know i, I leave and then it's like well when are you back and I'm going, well, I don't know. Like you just, yeah. you don't know. Cause sometimes, right. It's, I've seen, or I've had it where, you know, if, uh, well, if a certain result happens tonight, I'll be home tomorrow morning and then the opposite happens. And then I'm on the road for another two weeks because of it. Right. So like, you're like that close from yeah. like getting home yeah. and spending some time to now like another 14 days gone. So it's, <laughs> it's like, and thankfully again, like she's kind of, she's been along with me this whole time I've been doing the stuff with Sportsnet, so she's kind of seen it all come about from from the jump, um, starting to travel and more and more and more. So it wasn't like a shock out of out of nowhere, but mm. yeah, human nature. You, you love someone, you want to spend time with them, um, and when that gets taken away at various points of the year, and it's sometimes um, out of your control when when that time will come again. Um, yeah, it presents its its challenges. So I, I'm grateful how understanding she is for for a lot of it. Um, because if that's not the case, then yeah, I don't know how much fun I'm having doing this. Yeah, well said. You need like a rock at home, like a support yeah. system. To we both know growing this, like with traveling, you need someone that's like good at home, right? You know, like just the, okay with your lifestyle, moving and grooving. Yeah, exactly. Because you, know, you know, it's it's a necessary evil, clearly for for what we're doing. You got a dog too, don't you? Yes. Yeah. yeah well, we you got guys that can talk. Song. He's got he, yeah. his his yeah, woman yeah. had to pick the dog up at the babysitter yesterday. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we I know. <laughs> Today, yeah, sorry. I, right, and you you miss them as much as your significant yeah. other. It's like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, part of the family. Um, most rewarding part of your job, I would say. Um, you know, the last few years being able to to cover a Stanley Cup final. And then being on like the ice interviewing players after the cups handed oh, out, yeah. um, that's, that's the payoff, right? Cause as you say, you go through like the dog days of the year where again, certainly you're not taking your foot off the gas in terms of your job and trying to do the best to your ability. But there's a lot of moments where you're going, it's not as inconsequential or, uh, as, as others, um, 
And uh, so when you get to the playoffs and the Stanley Cup final and you've worked all year and then like you just get to basically stand there and just allow players, coaches that have worked their entire lives to get to that moment, their opportunity to just share their emotions with with everyone that's watching like that's that's the payoff that's a that's a cool thing i find in those moments when they do win the stanley cup they let their guard down a little bit where it's yeah, no exactly. secret hockey guys have a little bit of a wall but when they win the cup even though they don't say anything because they don't know what to say yeah but their guard is down and it's, right. it's a magical moment so that, right. that's cool to hear from you yeah like i just can you imagine a more vulnerable state as yeah. as, a, as an athlete right like you've just realized your your dream and and everything's coming out of you emotion wise um that's it's pretty cool uh me and him where we used to play hockey and we look at this business whenever we have struggles as a hockey game you know like oh that's a great third line shift by you oh that's a great heads up play whenever times get tough we just relate back to our hockey days and just kind of put our heads down and keep grinding do you since you just said you played at the mm-hmm. beginning of the podcast do you look at yourself still as an athlete when you're i guess having to grind through those moments and i don't know you're around hockey guys you're around the culture you live it do you mm. look at that side of the game and go, okay, if I could do that as a player, maybe I can just grind through this last flight to Tampa at midnight <laughs> when I'm tired, have two hours of sleep. Like I can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know if I necessarily like equate it to like the hockey, the hockey mentality. Like it's just, yeah, you've, you've got a, a job to do. Um, and so there's, there's no excuse, but to, to get it, get it done. Um, if, if you're able to, right. Like yeah. if, um, logistically, you're able to to still do what you got to do. Whatever late yeah. night flight, you've got canceled flights, and you're delayed. Whatever, because that comes up throughout the year too. Yeah. Now your day's been extended. You're not getting to where you want to be at the time you had hoped for. So your whole travel day shot, and that adjusts everything. But um, yeah, like so long as you can still get to where you got to go, like yeah. just got no, no choice but to, to keep stuff. going. I think that's like regardless of if I played hockey growing up or or not. I think that's just more of the um, you know, you're the, the, um, the expectation to do what's, what's, uh, what your job is, what, you know, do your job, right. Yeah. The, the Belichick line. So kind of a split question with this job, we try to, f- at least myself, I try, it's a little hard to find like new challenges. Like coming to Toronto, talking to you, this is a new challenge for me, taking the podcast on the road and gets me a little bit more excited than just doing the day-to-day routine. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, there's been some cool quotes in the past of guys that are, you know, successful in their career. They stick to a routine and they find success by sticking to that same routine. But I don't know. Sometimes I agree with that quote. Sometimes I don't. How how do you feel about it with your career? Do you look for new challenges to keep yourself excited in the industry or do you like a routine? Um, I probably a bit of both. Like I said, I love the, the role that I have right now, being able to to be at, at the rink and, and to be covering games that way. But, um, to your point, like finding different ways to excite you and again, go back to that, um, 45 seconds or a minute before each game. Like I think that's where it really comes into play. Like where it's like, okay, how can we be different from the ones we've done before, um, to do something cool there? Like, it's just that constant push of like not falling into a trap of, well, it's just, it's the, the, the constant wheel of, you know, the names and, uh, facts may change depending on what game you're working, but it's largely kind of the same delivery. Um, but rather, no, okay, let's completely change it. Not completely change it, but just how can we present it in a in a different way each time? Okay, um, that goes back to the excitement of going. All right, cool, that was cool. We haven't done that before. Um, that's that's a neat feeling that I you try to chase. I like that. Yeah, travel Dude. tips. 
We don't travel that much. Or did okay. you? What did you say, sir? I say, so you like that? You're no, that was like, a good yeah. answer. I like it because I'm always, I'm always looking for ways to excite yeah. myself in the business. Like, yeah, if you're not excited, you just, I don't know, what's the point of doing it? Right. Go get a job somewhere else. And I just like the challenge of new things. Yeah. But uh, travel tips. Oof. Um, well, if you're traveling a lot, Nexus card. Who was talking? Uh, Jonathan Torrance. I was talking to him about oh, that. He yeah. said that's a big. He's an expert yeah. in travel. Um, right. Now, the problem is I hear it's like crazy long process to get it. Like, first off, you get approval for it and then you get an interview done to actually interview. complete that. I think, yeah, you got to go in and, and do like an interview and they take your photo and all that and eye scan. But yeah, apparently that's just a real dog to try to schedule now. Like the backlog is crazy. So I hear. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, carry on as much as possible. Um, especially that was the only drawback of the playoffs now because I'm, I, I pack for two weeks because you just don't know. So I got to check a bag. But now you're at the mercy of hopefully the airline doesn't lose it in transit. Two weeks? How many suits are you bringing with you? Four. Do you mix and match? Yeah, I go four suits, seven shirts, seven ties. But if you have a carry-on, don't you don't you have like a like a like a suit bag? How do you fit the suits no, in the suitcase? I, no, the the check bag is like it's like a big like bifold. Okay. Bifold suitcase, so you just lay everything out, and then it all folds on top of each other. Well, that's why you ask. So that's, yeah, you, so so I guess yeah, invest in good luggage, right? Because it's like like quality stuff that's gonna last you, because. Again, you don't want it getting beat to hell because who knows what, you know, the horror stories of what goes on once the airline gets a hold of it, once you let, once you let it go at the check-in counter. I've heard. Um, and put away your damn bins <laughs> once you get through the security. You know, they comes through the, and everyone grabs their stuff on the bins and they leave them there. So they all get, there's just like eight bins empty, just stacked up and nothing else can move because you got a stack of these bins. I, I'm pretty like calm of, travel because you just you have to be you know what i mean because stuff's gonna go wrong yeah right your flight's gonna get canceled there's gonna be delays like i'm pretty good i'm like all right no problem we'll yeah. get there when we get there um but that stuff i look at and i'm like oh you guys like it just <laughs> you know, right they grab it and they and they leave it for for the next person to have to to clean up like, that's just a curve do it yourself just do it yourself yeah. it's courtesy yeah. like it's yeah let's we're all in this together here yeah um so I say, yeah, there's there's little things that you pick up uh, after, you know, all the years of traveling that, you know, what, what grinds you and what, what doesn't. That one is at the top for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Be better people. Put your bins away. Yeah. Just, it's easy. Just yeah. stack them up. Who books your flights? And you then, or uh, Sportsnet? Well, with, we're grateful to have like a travel department, but I'll still okay. like, I'll, I'll look kind of what flights I, I would like to be on yeah. um, and send them in and then they'll actually book it all on there and just because it's kind of keeps it under one umbrella okay um keeps her organized but um yeah so you try to find ones that whatever you're trying to think ahead okay do i need to get to that city early because the team may practice and i want to be there in time for it or if that's not the case maybe go a bit later like whatever mm -hmm. logistically um another good tip try to fly direct as much as you can now i know sometimes it's just a matter of cost and you're taking the one that's that's the cheapest because it's not cheap to to fly anywhere in this country um but yeah, that's that's another help too. If you don't have to connect, right, then that's yeah. all of a sudden you're opening yourself up to to some trouble. Well, if you're out of Toronto, you sure good. Halifax, you got to come here, or Montreal to go anywhere. Right. Same with Ottawa. Like, oh yeah, that, like the capital of Canada. It's hard to get anywhere direct. Tough. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. Like I mean, whatever. 
could could be worse. Always could be exactly. Worse. Could exactly. always be worse. The opposite is always worse. So let's get to the big question. Everyone wants to know about the hair. What are we using for gel? <laughs> is it is it gel? Is it a wax? It's uh yeah. It's like a well when I've really got her locked in. Um, it's like a pomade initially. Uh, that's kind of like the first coat. Okay. And then um, a little uh, what's called like a molding paste just to go in the like real keep it in in its in its position and where is, is the, the barber fernandino your friendino for yeah friendino and the name is called fernandino his brother fern and him run it it's uh yeah it's where? got a number of locations in ottawa so jason york uh who we worked with i worked with at sportsnet for a number of years former nhler grew up in ottawa played for the sins um he has got his hair cut there for years and years so when i first moved to ottawa in 2014 he said, go see my buddy Dino. And that's how this, like, nobody paid a second thought to my hair before going to see him. No. And so now, like, it's, yeah. So I tell him all the time, I said, you've you've created the monster. Like, Yeah, it's kind of like a trademark for you. Like, yeah. If you ever have a statue like, somewhere, your hair yeah. kind of be like, your hair's got to be, can't, can't be wearing think, a hat on the statue. Right, <laughs> right, right. I don't think a statue's coming uh, anywhere. But that's, yeah, that's, that's a good point. It's funny, like, again, like, I've never real really thought much about hair like even growing up it wasn't about having nice hair like i just didn't care just it was shaggy long the hockey hair oh yeah you were the swoop across right the the big bangs and it's just like whatever you showered in the morning towel dry and however it fell that day that's how it looked um so it's it's comical to me now that it's taken on this this life of its own which is great like you have fun with it um and so yeah as i say as long as it distracts people from what i'm actually saying like it's it's good because once that goes away then they actually have to like listen to what i'm talking about then then now i may be in a bit of trouble you should be searching for a head and shoulders contract your agent should be heavily recruiting right now trying to get some extra dollars in the pocket well no phone calls yet so yeah still still very much a free agent in in that department what happens if you're in a pinch and you're not in the city to get a haircut and you're not in ottawa that's it's hard like i i really i try to stay on top of it but honestly and i and i used to be a lot more like um, a lot more strict about like got again like every three weeks or whatever it was. But then you know when the pandemic came through, nobody got their hair cut for months. I was like, ah, it's not the end of the world. So now it's like, yeah, it's, you like to stay on top of it to keep it tight. It's good. If not, were, you, were you in the bubble? I wasn't in it. I was outside of it. So I lived here for a month for the first two rounds, and then I flew to Edmonton for a month for the last two rounds of the playoffs that year. So you weren't in it. You were out of it. Yeah. And how do you get, so how does that work? Like when you wanted to go into the rink, did you get to go into the rink? Yes. Yeah. You could but go you in. stayed out. Right. Okay. Right. But you weren't in the areas that the people in the bubble were permitted in. Like we were in different parts of the, of the arena. Okay. Was that tough? Yeah. It was just, I mean, it was obviously a very difficult time for, for everybody um, in the world, uh, but it was just, you know, just really bizarre. Like it was, I mean, I was going, this is great that we're, we're working. Um, a lot of people weren't still then. Um, so I, that, that wasn't lost on me, but it was just bizarre. Like I, you know, I'd take like from the hotel in Edmonton, hop on a lime scooter, go through a cavernous downtown Edmonton where there's nothing going on, nobody around. And it's like the Stanley cup might get handed out tonight, but there's no sense of occasion around well, because that's there's eerie. nobody in the building. Right. Of course, nobody around saying Stanley cup playoffs is going on. Yeah. It was just a very wow. unique time. A couple more questions before we let you go. Prediction. Right. Z. Oh. 
I won't even say who's going to win the cup. I'll just say who do you think's coming out of the East? Who's coming out of the West? Ugh. Is it tough? Yeah, I can. Can I be real honest with you? you like, I mean, I, I, I guess you can't. Okay, sorry. Go. No. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, uh, I love talking hockey, but I will say one of the my least favorite questions I get asked is like, you know, who do you think's going to win this? Yeah. Who do you think's going to win that? Because I'm like, well, how do you know? Yeah. How can you possibly know? Um, but I mean, like, I, 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 I would not be surprised if it's if it's Boston, and only because like I know it's easy to look at, you know, Tampa in 2019. They were that that group that was head and shoulders above everyone else and then it all came crashing down but i don't like i can't see that bruins room allowing things to teeter especially early on like you know maybe as the attrition of the playoffs wear on they run into a team that just manages to make a few more plays than than they do um but i just don't think the whole expectation of well you had this record-breaking season now you have to win is gonna affect that room for a second um and i I really wonder about Edmonton. Like, I thought, you know, last year was a good experience for them. Just, you know, looking back, seeing the highlights of that, you know, Game 7 against L.A. where, like, McDavid was refusing to allow their season to end then. Like, he was not accepting anything other than a win that night. Um, the way they took over the Calgary series, and then they just ran into a Colorado team that was it was their time to win, and... Um, the season ended there, but um, West feels more open this year. I think the Matthias Ekholm influence um, plays a big role in their own defen- defensive setup. Um, Stuart Skinner's been been a great story, um, and they've got you know the two best, well, certainly the best player in the league, and and in a lot of eyes, the second best player in the yeah. league playing for you. Nugent Hopkins just had a hundred point season, first time in his career, like. I, it's it's shaping up good for them, um, but you know they, they, now they got to go through LA again, which I, you know they they've been a pretty sound defensive team as well. Um, so it just comes down to if they can keep up offensive wise with with the Oilers. But um, yeah, I, I've, I've as the years gone on, it's kind of seen more and more like yeah, the Oilers could be like they've got. It's not just well maybe McDavid and Drysaddle will carry them there. Like there's more going on there, mm. um, tangible. For the first time in in a little while here, so they're they're an intriguing one. It's the and bad, more yeah. the more Canadian teams that go deep, like obviously the greater it is That's true. for us, the greater it is just for the overall interest in the country. So let's see. It's great, best time of year. Yes, you know, as much as I ask that question, who knows? Like it's just it's not basketball where you can predict it a bit more. Hockey, it's just yeah. who knows? Yeah, and, it's, and, just, and it's a beautiful and game. Exactly, and and a really neat part of you know working with guys like. Kelly Rudy and Gary Galley and Craig Simpson who won two cups with Edmonton like just and the stories that they tell about getting into a playoff series and how just little moments can turn a series on its head um, and the timing of certain big moments when do you get a save a goal coming at a certain time like um, you know like Craig's talked about like in 1990 playing against Boston the series started in Boston you know game one goes to triple overtime Peter Klima scores and like so now, like, they they just went through hell of playing six periods of hockey, and they win, right? So it's like, okay, they felt like hell waking up the next day, but they're three wins closer to the Stanley Cup, right? And, like, almost the feeling of, you know, did we break them already in game one? Um, just little stuff like that that every year each series uh, presents itself. 
Um, that's why it's, I think it's so hard to predict. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I hope so. It's going to be a good year for playoffs. I got a good feeling. All right. I like I like where your head's at. I got, yeah. I, just, I could ask a bunch more questions on it, but I know we got to let you go. Um, <laughs> all good. Advice to uh, that young kid coming up wants to be in your shoes. Um, I think be be versatile. You know, like hey, I look at what what you guys go, got going on here. Um, certainly of of many talents, being able to to do many different things. Um, that that goes a long way. Um, and I think that was even when I was going to school, that was kind of instilled in us. Where like you can't just be a reporter. Like you've got to be able to to kind of wear wear some different hats um so it seems like it's even more the case now especially because you have the ability to kind of create something on on your own um i think you know be someone again that that is uh that others enjoy working with whether it's your work ethic just your your attitude how you go about things um be okay with the fact that you know you don't have all the answers um you see and and hear stories of you know young people coming into the business and they want to so badly show that they know kind of how things work, right? Like they want that almost that feeling of, of approval of like, no, I, yeah, I know what's going on here too, but it's okay to, to not have all the answers and just allow those that are around you that have been doing it longer, that want to help you to kind of help guide things there. And, um, yeah, Rashman Danny gave me some pretty good advice when I first got started here. It was like, you know, keep your, your ears and eyes open and your mouth shut. Um, so I try to keep that in mind. When I first got started, um, and that can go that can go a long way if you're you've got that mindset. If if you're you put the work in, um, you know as as you make your your mistakes and as I was saying earlier, the growing pains that that come, um, people are much more willing to to look past it and, and continue to try to to help you through through all those things. You're the man, Kyle. I appreciate your time. This was fun. Thanks no. for thanks for having me. As I say, this was this was a thrill. I've I've flattered you asked me to come on. This was cool. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. First uh, guy I thought of going to Toronto. Let's do it. <laughs> Get Kyle. But no, like like I said, I know you're a busy guy right now. So to have it, have you here for an hour, I appreciate it. Yeah. I wish you the best. I hope that you get some sleep over these next two months. Yeah. If you don't, just. Get coffee in you and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. You'll be yeah. all right. All right. Yes. Thanks, Justin. Appreciate it, man. This all right. Fun. Everyone listening, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. Have fun. Uh, work hard. Enjoy the playoffs. And we are out. Peace.
What's wrong with being confident? Uh-huh. What's wrong with being confident?